Welcome to the Raging Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Dixon, Kai Zabo, and Taylor McIntyre. What's up, you turkeys? And welcome to episode 39 of the Raging Takes Podcast. Today is Saturday, October 28th, 2023. I'm your host, Brian Dixon, and joined, as always, by my co-hosts, the Kai, the Commissioner Zabo, and Dylan Peters. What's up, fellas? Salutations. And we also have a special guest joining us today for the very first time, uh, Las Vegas real estate extraordinaire. And honestly, if you if you own property in Las Vegas, I haven't looked at these facts. I just know it's true. Uh, It's ninety nine percent certainty you got your house from this man. Please welcome to the Raging Takes podcast, Brendan Swanson. Thank you, thank you for the the kind words, Mister Dixon. Of course, Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Ready to talk about some football and uh, just hear everybody's take on things. Super excited. So yeah, Brendan. Brendan's been our friend for a long time. He's in a bunch of leagues with us. Uh, we've been playing fantasy with him for a long time. So uh, we'd love to have him on, get some football talk in, have a four-man pod for I think the second time ever, Kai. Yeah, second time for Raging Takes. Second time we've had a four-man pod. So let's get it going. It's pretty exciting. So first off, this week we had no bye weeks in week eight. I don't think the NFL's ever done that before. Have they ever done that before? Where they just have a week in the middle of the year with no bye weeks? Yeah, I don't think they ever have. It might be because of the the new schedule with the the extra game. So, extra games been going on for a couple of years, though. I don't. Over, I mean, maybe they did do this before. I don't remember doing it though. Do you, Dylan? Um, I think this is the first time they rolled it out. Yeah. I think so too. And it's, it's really crazy because like a computer makes the schedules, and now True. they're like, oh, there's billions and billions of combinations. But out of those, we get a a week where all the teams play on week eight. And the computer's like week eight, nah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. And that's the it's most, not uh, you know, my week. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's just like we want everybody playing in October. It's for some, <laughs> some reason. Uh, all right. So as always, or at least uh, as recently, we, we've been starting the pod with fantasy football questions. So uh, Kai's got a few uh, starter sit situations here for us. First off, DK Metcalf. Coming, he's been hobbled recently, but he's coming back against the Browns. Did he play last week? I think he, he no, played he did last it. week. Yeah, I think he, he did not. He did so not. DK Metcalf coming back oh, against the Browns or Michael Pittman, Mr. Pitty against the Saints. Uh, let's start with Kai. Who would you start here between DK and Pitty? You know, it's a tough matchup either way for both receivers. I think I'm going to have to roll Michael Pittman, though. Mm. Just based on the sheer volume that uh, Gardner Minshew has been throwing lately, and this would be a game where he's going to throw easily anywhere in the 30 to 50 range. I like that. What about you, Don? Um, I think I think it's it's scary to start receivers versus the Saints like at any time. So I kind of go by talent. And if, if DK Metcalf is playing, I mean... You kind of, I go with his talent. So I think I would roll with DK Metcalf on this. Just he has, I think he has higher upside when when he's on the field. And plus, I just like starting top tier talent like that. There, there's an upside to it. So these are both tough defenses too. So it's kind of hard yeah. to like. You can't really pick off matchup alone. Brendan, who would you go with? Yeah. So I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards DK Metcalf as well, just because of the upside. He's one of those big play threats that's going to get down upfield. 
I mean, he has a lot more competition in terms of who's going to be getting the targets, but we all know that Pittman doesn't necessarily make the big plays. We're just relying on the volume to get to him. And if that defense decides to step up and the Colts don't play like they did last week, I'm taking DK Metcalf. But if the Colts start slinging it like they did last week against the Browns, Pittman's going to get 10, 12 targets, and he's probably going to turn it into eight catches for 100 and a touchdown. So I think the the safer bet would be Pittman, but if you need that oomph, that that big boom, I would take DK. I like that. I like that. I like Pittman being safer and DK having the higher ceiling. I think that's a pretty good call. I, I, uh, I've, I've grown increasingly, increasingly, um, I don't know, infatuated with Michael Pittman. Just the thought of him. Uh, I, I, the way Gardner Minshew, (laughs) the way Gardner Minshew just throws the ball a million times is like, I feel like Pittman has a much higher ceiling season long than he with Minshew than that, than he did with Anthony Richardson, even though he was solid with Richardson as well. Uh, I just feel like Minshew's going to be throwing it a lot. Um, but for this game in particular, I, I don't know. I know Kai loves the Saints defense. I'm kind of in the same boat. I think the Saints defense is pretty fucking nasty. But I thought the Browns defense was pretty nasty, too. And Minshew kind of carved them up. I don't know if that was just a bad day for the Browns or Minshew just had their number or whatever. Um, I, I tend to agree with Brendan. I think Pittman's probably the safer play, but Metcalf is the higher ceiling. And I think you're trying to win fantasy games. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go DK, although I, I, I do like Mike, Michael Pittman a lot, especially rest of season. However, I will say there is one stat we did forget about with DK Metcalf. There is a chance that Tyler Lockett does not play this week, so I could also be in the DK boat if that happens, if Tyler Lockett does not play. I want to be in the same boat as DK. That's very fair. I I think he may receive maybe like an extra two or three targets, but I think they're going to run the ball more, right? They've they've got two solid backs, and let's play it safe. We don't have our other threat on the field. Dude, they got Geno's. Dude, they got Geno Smith. That's right. Geno Smith dropping bombs. I think JSN, <laughs> he's made a lot of progression this year, but I don't think he's necessarily ready to step in that WR2 role. He was definitely not the best receiver in that class so far. No. Who was? Zay Flowers? Yeah, I, th- I just think, yeah, Zay Flowers, even like Josh Downs, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Rasheed Rice is starting to make some waves. Rasheed Rice, Rasheed Rice and, true. If yeah, him and Mahomes start to get Jordan Addison. Up, yeah. Jordan Addison, too. True. He's like first or second in the league in touchdowns, isn't he, Addison? He's good. He is pretty good. The loss of Jefferson helped him out a little bit. I also like like Gardner Minshew a lot as an NFL quarterback. Fantasy football, and not so much, but he's in these games. He's in games, and he's winning games, too. So he's a. I've always he's the best backup quarterback in the league, in my opinion. He uh, that's who I'd want as my backup if I had, you know, if I ran a team is Gardner Minshew because he brings fucking oomph too to the game. Like yeah, he brings he, he brings his attitude into the offense and like he plays. And I would want I would even maybe want him as a starter at some point if I needed him. You know, you know what he's got? He's got heart. Like this Swagger, guy gets dude. on and he leaves that shit on the field. Like he will play his heart out. He's kind of like a cool version of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. you're bringing the raging takes today i like that i um thing about Minshew is though he does have the tendency to throw like a back-breaking interception or like a horrible fumble at the wrong time so, but i agree with you i do think he is the best but he's a uh, 
you said that he could be a starter against. He he'd be like a Ryan Fitzpatrick esque yeah. band aid starter probably him. for the rest that, of his, his his career. Yeah, that's that this is. next generation's Ryan Fitzpatrick is Gardner Minshew. So if you get used had to that him swagger too, time, is yeah. very similar. Um, yeah. that mustache, dude. Beautiful. And that hair, dude. It looks like a character that, like, somebody would play as a football like player in a movie. You know what I mean? In the 70s. Yeah, no shit. In the 70s, specifically. Uh, All right, speaking of Zay Flowers, this next one, Zay Flowers against the Arizona Cardinals or Jalen Waddle against the Patriots? Start with Dylan. Um, I really... Is, the, the Patriots and Bill Belichick play the Dolphins really well. If you look back, even like earlier this season and maybe into last season too, they just they do play them well. Bill Belichick knows how to scheme. Other than Tyreek Hill, I'm not touching the Dolphins this week. Maybe Tua. So I'm staying away from Jalen Waddle completely. And fantasy, I think, this week. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go Zay Flowers here. Um, just like what Dylan was saying, Bill Belichick and the Pats defense, they do play their divisional opponents very tough. Uh, Zay Flowers has been shown to be a good weapon over there in Baltimore. And if last week was any showing of what they could be going forward, I think I like Zay Flowers in this matchup, especially against the Cardinals defense. Brenda? Yeah, I'm taking Zay Flowers, too. I mean, Lamar Jackson is on a freaking tear right now, and I think it's just a matter of time before Zay gets his fair share of the targets. And we all know that he's got the deep threat ability as well. So I think he's going to get volume. I think he's going to get the long shots. He could. I think he'll end up with seven to nine catches with over 100 this week. I would love that. I, I guess I have to be devil's advocate. I'm going Waddle. Um, okay. I do think that you're right about Bel- Belichick playing his division opponents well. I think, um, although Tyreek Hill, you're starting him every day or yeah. every game. Every day, uh, no, actually. Yeah, every day, day, too. He, <laughs> Bill Belichick likes taking away the top target, so I think he's going to attempt to take away Tyreek Hill. Uh, it's not going to work because Tyreek Hill is uncoverable, but I do think Jalen Waddle is going to be the beneficiary of them just kind of hyper-focusing on Tyreek Hill. And Waddle's also heating up right now. Uh, he kind of was mid to start the year and the last three games he has two touchdowns so he's so overdue uh, too for a huge game for sure he he's he's overdue for a pop-off game i i think so i do not like jalen waddle i think he's pretty good no i just think this year is proven so far dude we're we're far enough into the season where i've seen what i need to see players heat up right players heat up right that it, it might not carry into this game he hasn't gotten hot hot Zay Flowers has more chances to catch balls around the line of scrimmage, I believe, at all times. With Lamar running around, Zay Flowers is a short to intermediate guy that can run deep routes. Eventually, his role is going to supersede like that. It's And it's a bad matchup. So, I don't know. I just don't is like Jalen Mortal this week. It's not a bad matchup. Yeah, it is. The it Patriots? Is. No, I'm no the Cardinals for Zay uh-huh. Flowers. Oh, okay. No, I've already said how bad the matchup is for uh, Jalen Waddle. Terrible. That's not a bad matchup. The Patriots? Yeah. For him. Like, it's a bad matchup for uh, Jalen Waddle. Okay. okay. Dude, he schemes up. Like, the Dolphins, I think, scored 17 points last time they played. So, we'll see. This is, like, the worst Patriots team of, like, the last 30 years, though. The Patriots team that just beat Bills. Oh, no, they they played in week two, huh? They played in week two. Yeah. And they, they, they kind of limited what the Dolphins can do. And a few teams have done that. 
12 points in week two for Waddle. Yeah. So I think uh, the Dolphins took a huge hit when each uh, hand went on the IR. That offense, having those two running backs, it was one of the most explosive offenses yeah. we had ever seen. I mean, they put up 72 points and they could have broke the record. And Mike McDaniels just, he said, hey, we've already come in here. We did our job. But once mm-hmm. they get that HN back and they have that threat on the ground, to, it doesn't matter. Is it going Moster? Is it going Hill? Is it going HN? I think that you bump all Miami's offense when that guy gets back on the field. I agree. Yeah, it's, uh, like he's like the he provides that balance to their offense for sure. Uh, not a fan of Jeff Wilson Jr., Brennan? Hey, uh, I think in our uh, dynasty league, you gave me a, a second round pick for him last year, right? I did. Hey, That's thanks good. for that. That was a good pickup. I, thank you for that. I won the championship. <laughs> you did. So we call that a win-win. <laughs> My name is Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, I won. Thank you, I won. <laughs> uh, it's a win-win right there for sure. Uh, all right, next up, Dalton Schultz against the Panthers or Jake Ferguson against the Rams? Let's start off with Brendan. Ooh. You know, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not high on either of those two, but we know how, <laughs> we, we know how wastelandy it can be with the tight ends if you don't got Mark Andrews or Sam Laporta or Kelsey right now. You're just throwing a dart at the board. You could have any tight end go off for 16 points, 20 points, or three. But if, Which one, though? <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Ferguson. I trust the Cowboys offense a little bit more, um, which is hard to say because Stroud is looking like the man. He is looking like the first overall pick that the, the Panthers should have taken. Mm-hmm. I said Anthony Richardson, though. That's it. Uh, I, who would you pick? I'm taking Dalton Schultz. Yeah, just for the pure passing volume alone that comes from the Texans offense and CJ Stroud slinging the rock. Yeah, I'm going to take Dalton Schultz. And Dalton Schultz has been heating up a little bit the past few weeks. And the Texans, the Texans don't want to lose to the Panthers. So guess what? They won't lose to the Panthers. And they're going to kick their ass. So Dalton Schultz uh, is going to get a little runoff off that passing game, hopefully. Enough to get him enough. Then who is Jake Ferguson, by the way? Does anybody know? Uh, he's the Cowboys tight end. I know. Is he that good I though? His, I think his name is Jake Ferguson. My name. Is I think Neil? his name is Jake Ferguson. I went. I don't know. My name. Is, my name is Jake. Um, I, <laughs> I'm all. going. Yeah. I'm, I'm going Dalton Schultz. Yeah, we only. I think. Dalton I think Schultz. that's a safer option for sure. I'm going yeah, Dalton Schultz. He has 20 targets in the last three weeks. Uh, double Ooh. digit points in each of them. A touchdown in each of them. Granted, they've had a bye week in, in between, and uh, I don't. Is Tank Dell playing in this game? I uh, he yeah, he wasn't on the injury Tank, report. Yeah, Tank yeah, Dell coming back could hurt his production a little bit. But with that being said, I still think I would take the risk and just ride the hot hand right now. Uh, I mean, three touchdowns in the last three weeks. Uh, I I would keep rolling that out. For, I mean, Ferguson's had his ups and downs this year, but the last two games have been. Four targets combined in his last two against the Niners and Chargers. They, he is also coming off of a bye week. Um, I wouldn't say Ferguson's a bad start. I mean, you got to start who you got to start. But uh, I would, if I had to pick between the two, I would go Dalton Schultz for sure. Yeah. Also, yeah. the Panthers, uh, one of their key safeties is out for this game. And they have a few linebacker questionable injuries. So that could also affect their pass coverage ability against the tight end position. All right, hey, good I, point. I, I always thought Dalton Schultz was kind of good, too. Like, he's an athletic, mm. athletic tight end with good hands. And I was just like, he never, like, when he was involved in an offense, like, he did good. And then they just stopped using him. And I'm like, what? 
So you're right. Tight end six, tight end six, tight end two, his last three finishes. Yeah, I mean, that probably won't last forever, but you might as well ride the hot hand while it's hot, right? So, uh, all right, that's the fantasy football segment. Let's get into the Thursday night football review. It was Bills and Buccaneers. The Bills ended up winning 24-18. to uh, The Bills had a 24-10 to lead in the, four, like, in the fourth quarter. The Buccaneers scored a touchdown. Uh, I think that was the Mike Evans touchdown, right, where they scored in the fourth quarter. Yep. Um, and then they had a chance there at the end with the Hail Mary. Uh, should we talk about the Hail Mary first before we get into the stat lines? Like, what was that about? Chris Godwin had a chance. He just wasn't looking for the ball. Yeah, I think that's the first time I've ever seen a Hail Mary not touch a player. Like, it literally <laughs> landed in between everyone. I was like, what the hell? Usually, they're so contested, and it, it's at least hitting someone, but it didn't hit anyone. There was one time I saw Jason Campbell, former Washington quarterback, uh, throw a Hail Mary at the end of a game. It might have pit against the Bills, actually throw a Hail Mary at the end of the game, and it, it fell like 15 yards short of his receiver. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was that? It ruined my weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm with you. That was, a, that was a weird, and it wasn't Baker's fault. That was a pretty good ball. But like Godwin and I mean, Evans was getting like interfered with and shit. And like, uh, I think Al Michaels even said that you could have called a million flags on that play if you really wanted to, but they didn't. Uh, but yeah, Godwin's got a Get his, get your head around, brother. I don't know what's going on there. It didn't seem like anything other than he just wasn't looking. It wasn't like the defender was like draped all over him. I don't know. Yeah, it was just it's just the the Buccaneers looked completely out of sync on offense. Almost just they could never really get it going, and when they did, it was very clunky, and they like they struggled to score every single point that they scored. And like I know how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> like it is just the Buccaneers could still, you know, their defense is good enough to hold a good team down. And I really, I don't know the the hell Mary at the end didn't really surprise me. So it's just, it's like the whole game was kind of like that. All just like that for the Buccaneers. So, uh, Let's get into the stats. Josh Allen, 31 of 40, 324 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, plus 41 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, James Cook, 14 for 67. Khalil Shakur, 6 for 92. Gabe Davis, 9 for 87 and a touchdown. He had a really nice game. Stephon Diggs, 9 catches, 70 yards. I mean, his usual work. Dalton Kincaid, 5 catches, 65 yards, and I believe his first NFL touchdown. So congratulations Mm -hmm. to him. On the other yep. side for Tampa, Baker, 25 of 42, 237 yards and two touchdowns. Rashad White was nine for 39 on the ground and then seven for 70 through the air. Chris Godwin, five for 54 in his first touchdown in 11 games. So shout out to Chris Godwin. Sheesh. Mike Evans, three for 39 and a touchdown. He's still having a fantastic season. Kate Odden, four for 27. Trey Palmer, three for 22. So I didn't watch any of this game. I watched the highlights, but I don't watch any of this game. So tell Dylan already kind of said the Bucks were kind of struggling to to gain any momentum or anything the rest of the game what did you, what else did you guys see kai um yes yeah, so me and brennan were at the bar watching this game uh yeah it was a great game i mean typical uh bills bounce back game you know they look good on offense josh allen was moving the ball he was doing his usual stuff and um yeah i was actually very surprised at how much he spread the ball around too like khalil shakir had a nice i believe it was a career game for him he had a lot of usage yeah. in this game Gabe Davis getting that many targets too. The last few weeks he's been like on average getting like two to three catches. And then, yeah, this was just something crazy to see. He fed all his good weapons. Dalton Kincaid's been amazing as the tight end one since Dawson Knox went down. And yeah, that's pretty much it for me. What did you think, Brendan? 
Yeah, I think it was a battle in the trenches. You know, I think Rashad White actually showed out. I think he's displaying his ability as a true dual threat. You know, it looks like he had about seven. He went seven for seven on his catches and 70 yards. I mean, if he were to get a, a touchdown right there, that would have been a you can't ask for more out of your running back than that. Um, but for the most part, the Bills wanted it more. They came to play. I think Gabe Davis has established himself as a true WR2. I don't think there's any more questions about that. Uh, their boy Shakir stepped up. You know, he caught every pass sent his way, and the Bills just found a way to win. Yeah. I noticed a lot about Khalil Shakir. Um, he is a pass catching wide receiver. Now, I saw him get blown up in like five situations in run blocking. Move him on the inside, only on passing situations. That dude's bad for the run game. I did notice that. He even was like blocking on a wide receiver screen and just got completely like that. And they got <laughs> Stephon Diggs for like minus two yards. And I'm like, get his ass out of there. Because like he can catch passes, but he's ruining Stephon Diggs' chance at getting a 10-yard completion on a screen because he can't block. That's what I did notice. Now, that's just me. Gabe Davis is really good. Uh, Baker Mayfield is, I don't know if he can read an NFL offense if it's playing zone coverage or not. He seems like a Mitchell Trubisky type quarterback to me. Um, Rashad White had like a 27-yard rush called back by a holding that they didn't have to call. Shit like that, you know, typical ruining my day in fantasy football. Yeah, so you sound like a Stefan Diggs owner. Do you own Stefan Diggs anywhere? No, but I did notice that and I was like... Stephon Diggs him. didn't get 10 yards because of Khalil Shakur. <laughs> like twice, dude. He got blown up on screens and like little toss sweeps, you know? He just mm -hmm. like his, he wouldn't block at all. So he's ruining your day for James Cook and uh, sometimes Gabe Davis and Diggs. So what's his so with, role? Uh, ruining my day. That's right. With yeah. Docs and Knox uh, getting out of there, gave Dalton Kincaid a chance to step up and. He's he looking did. like a the the guy to be Josh Allen's safety blanket. I think Absolutely. I would put it out there. He was he was looking at him first every single time. His look would go to Kincaid, and mm. Kincaid stepped up in a big way that day. And I think he actually got them the win. Do they have a little bromance going on? He looks I his way so. every time. It's like I want to. Uh, <laughs> I want to. I want to tell a story of that happened in one of our fantasy leagues. I don't even know if you guys realize this. It's in the Salcedo Bowl. Uh, Joey dropped Dalton Kincaid for the Dolphins tight end Smythe, who got him zero points last week, and then he had to drop Smythe in order to pick up Kincaid with his number one waiver priority. <laughs> I was like, oh man, Joey is wait. having a tough year in fantasy, man. He's not making any right decisions Dur here. Wait, he started a guy named Durham Smythe? Who had gotten like zero points two weeks straight before that? I don't know if he like picked him up where on like on a Sunday where he could only play a Monday night play. Did the Dolphins play on Monday night last week, or they play on Sunday night? It was Sunday night. Sunday night. Did he pick? Maybe he picked him up too late and he just couldn't start anyone else. But I was like, yeah. why are you starting that? I mean, I mean, Dylan even put a laughing emoji when he picked him up. It's like, <laughs> what, what are you doing, dude? Uh, I guess he would just wanted a piece of the Dolphins' offense. But I think it's like three straight weeks now that Smite scored zero points. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at that to to double check. But I'm like, what, what's going on, Joe? 
Yeah, three straight weeks, zero points. He has combined one target in three weeks. <laughs> I mean, this was, this was also the same guy that drafted Dalton Schultz because he thought it said Dalton Kincaid. He's been a mess. His his season was cursed Dalton the Kincaid. moment he logged into the app on draft day. <laughs> he missed out on drafting Dalton Kincaid to miss out on playing Dalton Kincaid. To having to pick him up. Pick him up. He finally got him, dude. He finally was like, okay, he's mine now. The 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 thought of having to use your number one raver priority on a player you had to the entire <laughs> season up until two days ago is just very it's, funny to me. Does it seem to you like he's only fighting himself over Dalton? Oh, Kincaid? absolutely. Oh, of course, absolutely. yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I I picked him up too. I I put a waiver claim in him, but I think he was like third on my waiver claims, and Joey was in front of me, so I was never getting him. Uh, but I just like that. That was just very funny to me. He could. I don't know. I can't remember who else was on the waiver wire this week, but he might have been able to go get like a running back Most or a receiver. Maybe he could use. Yeah, so shout out Joey. Wait, he uh, could have right. just not played a tight end and left it alone. I mean, honestly, he could have. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, say literally the same production. Uh, all right, let's get into the week eight preview. Uh, we were all in the Bills, by the way, so we all picked up a win on Thursday night. Um, so let's start off with Rams and Cowboys. The Rams are three and four. The Cowboys are four and two. Tyron Smith is going to be questionable for this game. No major injuries to report for the Rams other than, um, of course, Kyron Williams. Uh, he's still out for a few more weeks. So I imagine that the running back situation is still going to be kind of a 50-50 split between Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman. Who are you guys starting? I assume Daryl Henderson, right? Yeah, Daryl Henderson. Yeah, knows the offense. He's been there. Yeah. I assume he's going to... I think Daryl Henderson will get a touchdown. I think one of them will. I I assume it will be Daryl Henderson this week. I think he gets at least one touchdown. The Rams like to use their running backs in the red zone. Yeah. And Daryl Henderson's not bad. No, it's not bad. Oh yeah, he you you feel okay if he's on the field, you know. I don't know about Royce Freeman. I think yeah. is, didn't Royce Freeman get drafted when I was like seventeen years old? <laughs> he seems old. How long no. ago was it? It's like twenty. I'd say probably 2018? like 2016, Yeah, okay, somewhere so in there. Get Broncos. Get out of here, dude. Uh, I yeah, I never thought Royce Freeman was all that impressive either. He was kind of just a jag, but yeah. um, twelve for sixty six. That's fine. We're not playing football for a long time, too. I don't, I don't remember the last time he had played before last week. So, um, what else to talk about here? I, I assume we're, everyone's starting Puka Nakua still. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. He yeah, popped off. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see the uh, the pictures in Sleeper? There's yeah, yeah, like Pikachu. Halloween pictures going off and P- Puka is Pikachu. I did mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. Uh, sure. I, I, I think Tyree Kills and uh, Amon Ross St. Browns are a little bit better. I don't, I never heard anyone refer to Puka as Pikachu, but uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, Sleeper's getting kind of loosey goosey with their picture pictures this year. The Taylor Swift thing with Travis Kelsey a few weeks ago. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, it's, it's a great it's marketing just, ploy. They're using yeah. it, and then people post it on social media. Oh my God, you see Taylor Swift with Travis Kelsey, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden people are talking about Sleeper. And now it's trending on uh, formerly known as Twitter, the platform X. Sleep, uh, a Sleeper got like 15,000 signups the day they put Tra- Taylor Swift's picture on Travis Kelsey. All the, all the Swifties are like... Mid-year drafts. Mid-year drafts. Mid-year, oh, yeah. mid-year drafts. Travis Kelsey 101. Oh, Lord. No, it would happen. It would happen, absolutely. Uh, they, they would realize that they cannot draft Taylor Swift, and then like, oh, I guess I gotta draft Travis Kelsey thing. I, <laughs> I have no idea who Christian McCaffrey is. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
what else to talk about in this game? I don't know. This game, this is like a decent matchup. It's just like two, like kind of, I don't know. The two teams I don't really know how to feel about yet. Like Rams have their ups and downs this year. The Cowboys have done the same thing. I don't know. Who do we think is going to win this game, Kai? Uh, As much as I hate to say it, I think I'm going to roll with a safe option here with the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, just more complete team overall, even with the injuries. Heard you say safe. Is this the safest game of the week? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) I heard you say safe. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams could make this game pretty competitive, though, too. I mean, they have shown that they could score with the best of them. And uh, funny enough, with Puka Nakua, even with Cooper Cup being back, his target share has actually increased the the past two weeks that Cooper Cup has been back. So it's pretty interesting for fantasy. How many does he have? I, I I don't know the exact target number, but I saw that his target share it went up from like twenty nine percent to thirty three percent with Cooper Cup in the lineup. Yeah, so Is that a zing at me, Kai. Is that a zing at me for giving you shit about the target thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I knew it. Um, okay, yeah, so I, I'm, I like I'm taking that. I'm taking the Cowboys. Cowboys, Dylan. Um, I'm gonna take the Rams. Ooh, okay. I think I just think they're. They're not a bad team, and I think they actually match up pretty well against that Cowboys uh, defense there. Um, the short to intermediate game, like they have pretty good. They're pretty much no like the Ram. The Rams passing game is it's not the best, but it's productive. You know, like they're gonna move the ball. So but I, I don't. I don't. I just. I'm not a huge believer in the Cowboys this year in closing out games, and like this is a good team that they're playing. So. Uh, by the way, has 58 catches through seven games. It's pretty good. Pretty good. 752 yards. Brendan, who you got in this game? So I I personally think this is going to be one of the more competitive Sunday games that we'll be seeing. I mean, I put them right around the same skill level. Defense is probably a little bit better on Cowboys. Offense a little bit better on the Rams. And personally, I think it's going to come down to coaching. And I think I, I trust McVay over McCarthy. So I'll trust McVay to make the right decision in the end that's going to lead them to the win. Okay. McVay just had a kid, too. Dad mm. magic. Dad magic. And he said he was, uh, if the kid was born during game day, he would miss the birth of his child. <laughs> but he also said that his kid would never be born on a game day. <laughs> he would never choose to be born on a game day. And he was born on like Tuesday or Wednesday this week. So I was like, fuck yeah, dude, that's badass. Uh, I'm going to ride that dad magic and go the Rams as well. Uh, I, I kind of, I agree with Dylan. I kind of like the matchup. I, I, I don't, I'm not buying what the Cowboys are selling so far. I feel like all their wins are against bad teams and then they just shit the bet against like semi good teams. So I, I think the Cowboys are slightly overrated. I'm going, I'm going to go Rams uh, and Mac picked the Cowboys along with Kai. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Next up, Vikings Packers. The Vikings are three and four. Green Bay is two and four. Jair Alexander is questionable. Luke Musgrave is questionable. He will be a game time decision. Devondre Campbell is also questionable. Uh, this seems uh, the Vikings started off so shitty, and they're still not amazing. But they've had a few winnable games here in a row, and this is another really winnable game. Uh, Cousins does tend to struggle in Green Bay. For what it's worth, but this isn't your dad's Packers team. This is a really, this is like the worst Packers team I've ever seen in my lifetime, personally, yeah, mm-hmm. which is like crazy, honestly, like to Brett say. Favre's last year, I think. Brett Favre's like last year he played, they were like four and 12. So, mm-hmm. so, um, this is bad too. 
Uh, so I, I kind of, I kind of tend to think the Vikings are gonna fucking destroy them. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I, I'm gonna say Vikings in blowout fashion. Uh, blowout. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say the Vikings too. The Vikings are. They had a lot of. They were snake bitten at the beginning of the year, but they've seemed to have weathered the storm. They're three and four. They have a chance to be a clearly worse Packers team. They're bad. So, like, I do hope, I hope you're right, Brian. I hope that I look up and this game is 38-17 to 17 in the third quarter. And the Vikings <laughs> are whooping their ass, dude. That's what I really hope. That's what I think will happen. And they don't even have Justin Jefferson. But yeah. their offense is making it work. So, and their defense is stepping up, too. The Packers just, you don't, I don't want to see him win. I don't want to see him win. So, their defense is not good, but they like pick their moments sometimes yeah. where they like play really well. So like it, it's like if the defense picks their moments in Lambeau, I, I, I just don't see how the Packers beat the Vikings. Jordan Love has looked horrible, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, Kai, what, what say you? Yeah, I'm going to ride the hot hand here and go with the Vikings. Uh, just what we saw last week against the uh, 49ers was a good sign going forward. Uh, the weapons are clearly coming to life here in this offense. Jordan Addison looks like a stud at wide receiver. TJ Hawkinson's a great safety blanket for Kirk Cousins. So yeah, I'm going to continue with the Vikings momentum here to get a comfortable victory. Brennan? I'm going to break the wave right now. I think, I think the Vikings played about three levels above the team that they actually are last week. That is not the typical Vikings that you see. That is not the typical Kirk Cousins that you see. I think it's going to get into their heads. They're going to come in on, on their, their hot hands, and I think the Packers are going to flip it on their head. I got Ooh. the Packers 31, Vikings 28. Spicy. Oh, I like it. I love it. It's going um, to be 38 degrees in Green Bay. Oh, shit. Better <laughs> um, wear your long johns. No! They better, fucking, they better bring those hot hands. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. Um, I got 18 steaks. I got 18 steaks. Uh, <laughs> probably like thirty percent of people probably I probably know exactly what that reference is. Uh, I don't I don't I don't really have anything else for this game, honestly. Uh, I, who are you starting on the Packers? Aaron Jones. I don't even know if I would Dobbs. anymore. Oh, Romeo, the- not starting. Christian who? Watson. Oh. That boy has been looking like one of the the bigger busts. I know he's he hasn't managed to stay healthy, but. I think he's uh, hobbled he's right now. I don't think he's the guy that everybody thought he was going to be. Yeah, he had what Who? six touchdowns in three games last year. Well, With last year towards the end of the season, he was a touchdown machine. With Aaron, he's He's really fast too. I still, I still have belief that he's going to be okay. Honestly, I think that he is kind of like Brennan said. He's kind of injured right now. His quarterback is dog shit. So I, I still think he has potential to be a good NFL player, but it's probably not going to be this year. I think you're right about that for sure. I think the safest Packer you can always start is going to be Romeo Dobbs. Also, because Jordan Love is so bad at throwing the ball, he's going to throw a lot of bad passes. But <laughs> Romeo Romeo Dobbs can catch the bad passes. The guy has such great hands. Uh, all right. Yeah, I agree with that. So who did uh, pick? I love the Jordan Love hate. So much. The Jordan hate. The Jordan love hate. Um, <laughs> Jordan hate. So four of us are on the Vikings. Brendan is on. The Packers move on. Eagles six and one. Manders three and four. 
Uh, Bradley Roby is out for the Eagles. Chris, Christian Samuel. Curtis Samuel is questionable. Uh, Cody Barton is out. In fact, he just got placed on injured reserve. He's a linebacker for them. Uh, leading tackler, I believe. Oh. Um, he just got put on injured reserve, so he's going to be out for four weeks. So uh, I would say it's a huge loss. He is their, I think he is their leading tackler, but I wouldn't say he's like a all-pro or anything like that. So uh, the commanders tend to play the Eagles pretty well. They played them really well the first game. They ended up losing in overtime. Uh, the crazy AJ Brown game, uh, one of the crazy AJ Brown games this year. Um, I do think they that they tend to play the Eagles like they just lost the Giants. the The commanders never play the Giants well. They always play the Eagles well. I don't see them playing the Eagles well twice this year, though. I I, I don't think they're that good. So I think the Eagles are going to come in kind of focused. They know that the commanders can hang with them a little bit. They let them. I don't think the Eagles are going to let them. So I I tend to think the Eagles are going to blow the commanders out this week. Uh, What about you, Kai? Yeah, so I think um, so. Obviously, last week, like you are like you were saying, uh, the last Eagles commanders matchup that happened early in the season very early in the season, this Eagles team is a lot different now. They got a few good defensive acquisitions in uh, Compton, the linebacker, and they got Will Byard now in, uh, at the safety position. It's going to shore up the back end for our secondary, which has been a weak point for us all year. Yeah, I expect the Eagles to come in here and punch the commanders in the mouth this time around. How dare they? Uh, <laughs> dude, I, I just this is just a side note of this game. If you look at Jalen Hurts passing statistics compared to Sam Howell's passing statistics. Sam Howell's are arguably better. They are virtually identical, except Sam Howell has thrown one less interception and about 70 less yards. It's weird when you look at statistics like that. I'd like to see the third down and fourth down conversions comparison. Jalen Hurts has thrown eight interceptions this year. More than than he did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Already, right, who is season, right? who is Compton? Uh, Will Compton, the linebacker. He d- he's not on the he's not on the Eagles though. The, from the Titans, he's, yes, he is. No, it's Kevin Bynard. By- yeah, they the also guy. got they also got a linebacker named Will Compton, not the retired linebacker from back in the day. There's a, actually a linebacker on the Titans named Will Compton that we picked up recently. I uh, know I'm very aware of Will Compton, but he just does not play for the Eagles. It says he does. He's been retired for like a year and a half, hasn't he? It's not that. I don't know. No, I, looked up, I, looked up, I looked up Compton Eagles, and I don't. I don't see anything. There's another Will Compton. I, I swear. I'm picking the. I'm picking the Eagles to win handily. I hope. Yeah. For fantasy reasons, that it's competitive, though. I hope the Commanders can stay in the game. I hope it's like. I hope that at least they can stay within a possession, maybe ten points, to keep the Eagles competitive. You know, and producing these numbers. So, I hope it just doesn't turn into a boring game at halftime. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking the Eagles. I think it's Hurts is on a roll right now. They're not stopping that offense. That defense is impeccable. They're not making a lot of mistakes, and they're going to keep that that rolling and push the Commanders into the dirt. Yeah, and uh, Commanders O line is incredibly bad. Um, well, yeah, and I did look that up, Brian. So uh, Sam bad. Sam Howell is the most sacked quarterback this year by quite a lot. So yeah, ooh. I figured. Yeah, it, like it's. I think it's been like 35 times now. Yeah, it's some crazy like that. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. So and it's like by a mile and a half. He's the leader, and this so is the best D line in the league. Times, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's only thrown so many interceptions, less than Hurts, and he's got a better completion percentage. I mean, that's impressive. I think that says a lot about Howell. I'm not a huge Commanders fan, but that boy's got heart. 
Yeah. Thing about Howl is he will have like amazing games and he'll have just like the biggest stinker you've ever seen in your entire life too. So, um, I don't know. He did real. He did well against the Eagles last time. He was twenty nine of forty one, two hundred ninety yards and a touchdown. What's going on I with Devontae ca- Smith, dude? He's struggling, but he's it's a get right game this week. He kills mm-hmm. the Commanders. Yeah, normally he kill, he's he's a Commanders killer. He he has at least like a touchdown every single fucking time against them. So I fully expect Devontae to have a good game this week. He's just. I gonna- also expect. Go ahead. Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go I was ahead. just going to no, say, uh, just quickly, yeah, he's just been a casualty of uh, A.J. Brown's ascendance in the offense. You know, four, four straight games, five straight games of 125 yards. It's a new record, right? A.J. Brown last week? Uh, he's tied currently. He tied the record. So if he keeps it going this week, which more than likely he's going to torch the commanders, you know, we could see some records being broken by the Eagles this year. Yeah. Dude, A.J. Brown is so good, huh? Oh, yeah. He's Dude, he was kind of like he was kind of like a guy that was like an Alshon Jeffrey like skill level, where you didn't know like week to week, and now he's just he's blowing the roof off the offense. It's he's crazy. like he's like the prototypical like alpha wide receiver that you would want yeah. on your team, like a true wide receiver one. Yeah. All right, I have a I have a scenario for you guys, and it's a fantasy football take. So, if you guys were heavy on running back and you had Christian McCaffrey, and you needed wide receiver, would you consider moving off McCaffrey to pick up A.J. Brown? Mm. It would have to be A.J. Brown and more. But I, I would... So. Not a lot more, but like a... Like another another player, bench player. Like a, like a running back to pad. Yeah. Like a Rashad White or a yeah. Justice Hill, something along those lines. And maybe you might have to give up an even worse player uh, than the, like a Rashad White too to kind of like even it out. But like I, I don't, I wouldn't swap CMC straight up for AJ Brown. I don't think I would. At least I don't know. I, if you really fucking needed a wide receiver and you had like really good options at running back, yeah, maybe. I don't. That would make me nervous though. I don't know. Yeah, giving up CMC. I, I don't. I don't like giving up the better player in trades unless I'm at least feel like I'm getting something even in return, which AJ Brown has been fantastic. So I guess it is technically kind of even, but if you look at him ranked, I think Christian McCaffrey is the number two overall and AJ Brown's right at seven. So, is he? but yeah, I think so you're you right. Like Throw a, a player like in there, fill that gap. Somewhere around those lines. Like I wouldn't, Cole. I wouldn't make fun of somebody for trading CMC for AJ Brown. I just don't think I would personally do it. I don't know. How do, what do you feel about that guy? Yeah, I don't, that's it's tough because you know CMC he's gonna he's gonna do the job every single week. I'm not sure if AJ Brown can do that consistently every week, but it's tough. Th- this little 125 yard streak is gonna come to an end eventually. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like it's he's not the only receiver there, you know. So like, Devontae Smith is gonna get his games too. So this isn't gonna be a a, a year long thing where AJ Brown is just torching everybody every what single week. Is? What if it is, dude? <laughs> crazy. That would be crazy. Way way better. Way better. More realistic chance that CMC performs better every single week. Yeah, than I think AJ his Brown. role is it, it, Christian McCaffrey's role is more consistent, and I like I like the consistency there of knowing he has his carries, he has his touchdowns, and then he has his receptions. He so literally he gets like, a touchdown every week. Yeah, like you. That's you not a bank. joke. He literally does every yeah, single week. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's breaking records right now, right? Mm-hmm. Consecutive yeah, touchdown scores. Sixteen straight, I think. Right, sixteen yeah, or seventeen straight. Fifteen was the record, and he got it. He's now the. We're literally watching like a guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame within 
five years of his, like first ballot Hall of Famer for sure, Christopher McCaffrey. Yeah. And you, in you my can tell Shanahan knows that knows that record too. So he's like, we're just gonna keep giving him the ball and get a touchdown out of him every single week, even if it's only one touchdown. We're just getting yeah. a touchdown out of him every and single McCaffrey's week. McCaffrey's like so. this. McCaffrey's like, yeah, hell yeah, I want a gold jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? Absolutely. Could we see our first running back MVP since what's his name, Adrian Peterson, a long time ago? Was it Ladanian Tomlinson? Ladanian Tomlinson too? definitely won one. Uh, I think Sean Alexander won one. Yeah, Priest Holmes, I think, might have too. Maybe Chris Holmes had like Adrian a Peterson may have won one too though. Yeah, I don't Chris Holmes had two years. He scored twenty five touchdowns, and then a year later scored twenty seven. Right? Twenty seven. And I was just like, dude, Priest Holmes was a boss hog. And then LT Nobody broke it. Something. Yeah. Did Sean last... Alexander break it too, or I think it, yeah. I think it might still Sean be LT. Alexander. I don't know. He had the like twenty six. Running back to get MVP was Adrian Peterson in 2012 when he ran for 2097 yards. Oh, yeah. That was the year after. That's wild, bro. I had him in fantasy that year. Dude, we've had some dog and we've had dog-ass running backs in the NFL for real. Yeah. Marshawn. I miss LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah, so do I. Mm -hmm. I miss him throwing touchdowns, dude. Me too. He was like the best running back quarterback (laughs) of all time. Him and Ronnie Brown. So uh, we're all on, we're all on the Eagles though, right? I think yeah, uh, we're yeah, okay. talking about LT. We're all on the easy Eagles. Pick. That's probably yeah, the Mac, pick of the Mac week. is on the Eagles as well. Is this the safest game of the week, Kai? No. Okay. I, I have it. Um, I have it brewing still. Okay. Oh, it's brewing, huh? Mm. It's brewing. All right. <laughs> Kai's in the kitchen right now. Falcons, Titans. Falcons four and three. Titans two and four. Tannehill is out. Malik Willis and Will Levis are expected to get uh, snaps, kind of similar to what like the Florida Gators did, like in the like in the mid two thousands when they would play Chris Leak some drives and then switch over to Tim Tebow some drives. That's the only thing it reminded me of. This is not going to work in the NFL, by the way. <laughs> uh, Falcons well, like was free so is questionable. Chris Leak was very good in college, and then he was mm-hmm. not anything in the NFL. But I don't even know if he I, ever, I, ever got an opportunity in Chicago. Did he ever play a game though, other than preseason? Uh, I don't, I don't yeah. Uh, so I, I, I kind of just previewed my pick here. I do not think the Willis plus Levis situation is going to work at all. I have the Falcons by a million, honestly. Unless Derrick Henry just pops off, I don't see the Titans winning this game. Uh, I don't know what you guys think though. Yeah, I don't think Derrick Henry will pop off against this Falcons defense. They currently are in the top five for rushing defense right now. I kind of expect the Falcons to win this game comfortably. Desmond Ritter. He's playing decent enough just to win his team's game, plus the defensive effort. So I think the Falcons win this one pretty comfortably. They have a solid defense, the Falcons. Oh, yeah. I think uh, the Falcons are going to take this one home. I think they're arguably the best team in the NFC South. I think it's if they win this week, they're going to set themselves aside. Saints don't look like they're it. The Panthers are hot garbage. And the Bucks, they just can't find ways to, to get it done. So... I got the Falcons shutting down Henry. He'll probably have 15 carries. We'll see a lot of Tajay Spears. They're going to be getting him the ball. They're getting him a lot more involved. And honestly, if the Titans are going into rebuild mode, I don't necessarily see them trying to go for the win. You know, every time you try and win. But right now, I just don't think they got the juice. They look like their offense is just absolutely horrendous. I don't trust anybody on it. Yeah. You said you're a coaching guy, and the coach of the Titans is Mike Vrabel. And one thing Mike Vrabel does is not try to win. So uh, I don't think that that will happen. Is that true? Uh, 
Dude, he tries to win every game, Mike Vrabel. Oh, okay. I miss I misheard what you said. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mike Vrabel is allergic to not winning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He wants to win every single game. Losing games hurts his feelings, you can tell. Uh, before Dan Campbell, we had Mike Vrabel. You know, he was like that crazy defensive guy. So um, I see these teams as pretty, pretty equal in every way, in every good and bad way. So they both have good rush defenses. They both have decent defenses all around in general and uh their offenses are pretty similar centered around running backs passing games not too explosive so i see this as like a pretty bummer of a game like it i'd be i'd be surprised if this is like not a defensive struggle game you know um i'm pretty much staying away i want to stay away from every single person that plays in this game for fantasy football reasons um but i will take the falcons to win Okay. AFC, it's the uh, NFC South winning Falcons. I want to, I want to hear. Uh, so we know, we know uh, Dylan has been a Falcons guy this whole time. Brandon sounds like he thinks the Falcons are going to win the South. Uh, Kai has been a Bucks guy this whole time, and I was a Saints guy at the beginning of the year. That's obviously incorrect. I don't think the Saints are going to are going to win the uh, win the South. I, I still tend to think the Bucks are better than the Falcons. I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased. I just want to. I just want to hate the Falcons. I don't know. I still just do not fucking see it. And I think Arthur Smith is a fucking bonehead. So I I, I just I, I I don't know, man. I I think that dude sucks at coaching. Uh, so I don't know. I, I I not that Todd Bowles is any better, but I I don't know. I just like I like the Buccaneers more. And maybe yep. that's just me committing to the bit of of being anti Falcons, but I want I want to hear what Kai has to think. Do you are you still are you still on the Bucks? Are you pivoting away? Do you think? Yeah, I think like on paper the Bucks are the better team, but I just think what the what the Falcons formula currently looks like at the moment, it's just working. And like I said last week, if Desmond Ritter can continue to play just decent, and the defense keeps doing its work, I think the Falcons can take this division. Not Bucks. getting the ball to your best players is not going to work the entire 17 game series or season. True. I'm sorry. It's just not going to work. Uh, so it's, it's congratulations to Arthur Smith. It's working if you think four and three is working. But uh, uh, I I personally do not think that that's good enough to not play Bijan Robinson. Uh, I that I don't know if I believe the headache story. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I believe all that. Maybe he did have a headache. Uh, I I would hope that he's going to get twenty touches this this week. Uh, it'll be oh, interesting he, he, to see. He absolutely should. I mean, yeah, that's any good coach should just get your best player the ball. Ugh, Matt Matt Lafleur. <coughs> oh yeah, shout shout that fucking bozo out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, as a uh, previous Falcons fan, you know, uh, we're all from Las Vegas, so I'm a Raiders fan now, but, you know, I was born out in Georgia. And as a previous Falcon fan, I almost feel bad for them because they're at that point where with Desmond Ritter, they're still going to win. But if they make it into the playoffs, they're out in the first round. So now they're stuck in kind of like this purgatory of I'm going to get a tw- the 20th, the 20, you know, the 15th pick in the draft. You're, they're never going to get that QB that's going to change it. You know, I think they're going to have to go out there and uh, if a big quarterback hits the open market in the offseason this year, I think the Falcons should and will for push for a uh, quarterback that can feed that offense. Because, you know, Ritter's good, but it's like Kai said, he's just par. He's not elite. He's not going to take the Falcons to the next level. He's going to get his ass whipped in the playoffs. I think they they're gonna have to move on from Ritter if they ever want to be contenders. 
Dude, they missed their chance when they didn't try to beat Baltimore's door down when Lamar Jackson was going through that contract. Oh, oh my God. They, I still, I thought, why did I, nobody want Lamar then? I still don't dude, understand that. Dude, Lamar Jackson would be the perfect quarterback in every way for the city of Atlanta. I mean, just yeah, offense. dude. Oh, and exactly, dude. You sell you sell out your future for Lamar Jackson, and you figure the rest out, Atlanta. Come on, yeah. But instead, they let you know. I thought that that's the move Atlanta should have made the whole time. I was like, dude, he's fucking Michael you, Vick on steroids, dude. Yeah, why are you not trying to get Lamar Jackson, Atlanta? Like, <laughs> really? But whatever. Yeah, like is Michael Vick if he was like just as maybe not maybe not quite as fast as Michael Vick, but he's a fucking significantly better thrower of the ball oh, than Michael Vick ever was. Especially early Michael Vick. I was like, Oh, he's really bad at throwing the football. But I don't know if this not. is I don't know if this is a raging take. I've never been a Michael Vick guy. I just think that he I think he's one of the more overrated players in NFL history. I, he was good, especially that year with the Eagles. He was fantastic on the Eagles. Mm. But like all those Falcons years, he was just whatever to me. I, I uh, he, I mean, he was um, very fun to play with on Madden. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> I, so I don't set, know though. if he was a- actually a good quarterback, though. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't like a good passing quarterback during his time with the Falcons. It was just he was just something new. No one's ever mm-hmm. seen a quarterback that fast before, and that. Could oh, he was the ball. sick. Don't get me wrong. I just uh, don't know dude. if he was a good quarterback. Like a lot of people try. A lot no. of people seem to remember him as like some crazy Hall of Fame quarterback, and that's just not how I remember Michael Vick personally. Yeah, me, as a kid. me either. Me either, and that's why they would need. Like Atlanta's, I don't know if they've like, they need another quarterback. Like Matt Ryan was pretty much it. I don't remember another quarterback that was great for the Falcons, really. Well, they went straight from Victor Ryan. It was, it was, uh, when they, when he went yeah. off the jail, they drafted Ryan, yeah. uh, first overall. Yeah. And it's just like, now they're just, they are in a purgatory because I don't think Desmond Ritter's it. And they are going to, you know, may probably have a late pick and, they just have to if they really want to improve, they gotta make a trade. They have a to huge they have they have to make a huge trade if you want to go and get your quarterback. So the Falcons are in that situation where if they did have a good quarterback, this offense is nasty. Yeah. It's a good quarterback throwing to Kyle Pitts. Hypothetically, if Kirk Cousins got traded to the Falcons, would they become contenders? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That passing game, Kyle Pitt. You'd see Kyle Pitts getting crazy. Oh my god! Crazy work, dude. He'd be like, "This guy is on your team." One <laughs> second. Wait, Kyle Pitt. I've never heard of this guy before. Is he? <laughs> is he He's like an up and comer? Fast. He only has five catches this year. <laughs> what? Line up uh, out wide. You're my wide receiver now. Step outside the box. Go over there. One second. Go deep. <laughs> yeah, that's a great call, dude. Like Kirk yeah. would turn this team around big time. Like, well, there was I, I saw people on Twitter talking about like if the Falcons could just like lure Tom Brady out of retirement, they could <laughs> win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're probably right, actually. I don't yeah. think Brady's gonna retire, but um the Falcons, no. They're like, We'll give you seventy five million dollars cash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got one more thing before we move on to there's been like trade talk about Derrick Henry. I don't know if you guys buy any of it or if the Titans should move him. I think they personally should. I think they should probably just go full re- uh, uh, reload. Um, who would you like to see Derrick Henry play for? Like the only the only team I've really heard that seems like credible rumors is is the Ravens. I think that would work, but I'm sure there are other teams out there that I'm not thinking of. Do you guys have any any other teams? The Bucks. 
Fox actually is a good one, yeah. As a, Derrick Henry, as a Derrick Henry stand, you know, I've, that, that's that's my boy. Drafted him as a rookie in our dynasty league, ride or die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think about places where, one, he's going to get the, the opportunity to get a ring because if there's any active running back right now, him and Christian McCaffrey, I'd put him up there. Those boys need to get rings. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would love to see him on the Rams. I feel like he could, could, like, we would see Todd Gurley all over again. That boy would get in the red zone. He'd get points. He'd have a chance at winning it. Uh, we had mentioned it earlier. Oh, go ahead. I, I would fucking hate if they saw any trade got traded to the Rams. My Kyron Williams stocks would fucking mm. just disappear into thin air. That would right. suck horribly. Uh, the second one, we were talking about this before the show, Derrick Henry to the Ravens. I think with, um, God, what's his name? Who's had Achilles tears now? J.K. Dobbins going mm. down. He's out. I, th- I think his career is over. I mean, how many times are you going to go down and have season-ending injuries? Gus Edwards, he's the guy at the moment, but I don't think he is the guy, the bell cow back. And if you put – you've dropped Derrick Henry in on that offense and they got to stack the box. Mark oh. Andrews, Zay Flowers with Lamar Jackson's running ability, boy, that offense might be one of the best we've ever seen. Yeah, it and is juicy. I, I think the Ravens should take a shot and uh, go for him. I agree. I think I, he would fit perfectly with the Ravens, I think. I just don't know if that's what they're going to do. I, I agree with you, though. I think the Ravens should go after Derrick Henry. Uh, Kai, do you have a, any – do you just like the Bucs? Do you have another another team, too? Or No, I do like the Ravens a lot. I was only saying the Bucks because, you know, Rashad White, he's not a great, like, running back, but he's a great PPR back. Like, he's a great yeah. receiving back. He's good at catching passes. But if you have, like, Derrick Henry there to handle the run duties, I could see that being a good fit, too. There's one other place I'd like to see him fall the third team and you guys could say it's wrong all day long, but I think if you put him on the bills as mm. that, that guy in the goal line, their red zone offense has been horrendous. Stinky. They have Stinky. not been able to run that ball in there. And if you got Derrick Henry on the five yard line and Allen ready to run it on the left, Stefan Diggs running across through the middle. I mean, you're not stopping that red zone offense. And I think that, instantly sets them apart from a lot of teams in the NFL if Henry falls to the Bills. I like it. That's a great call. That's a great call of the Bills. I was yeah, saying this perfectly there. I was saying this before the show, but I think if a specific team can continue like a winning streak and maybe beat their opponents this week, I'm talking about the Vikings, if they can beat the Green Bay Packers and go four and four, be another week closer to Justin Jefferson coming back and then bring in Derrick Henry into their offense to bolster their run game. That would make a lot of sense for a team that may be trying to push to win that division and catch the Lions and and maybe win. You know, that their dream is probably to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. Like, they want to win a Super Bowl this year, doesn't every team? So I feel like an interesting team would be the Vikings just kind of going out of their way to get a guy like that into their offense because their run game's non-existent. They need a guy yeah. that is there. And if this guy's let – me, let me tell you something. They get him on next week. Justin Jefferson's out another month, let's just say. And Derrick Henry's already steamrolling four weeks in on your offense, and you bring in Justin Jefferson, you're going to their their offense would look totally different. And I don't think a lot of teams could stop that offense by itself, especially if Derrick Henry saw some gas in the tank and is motivated. I like that one too. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, all right, let's Let's move on. Uh, Saints three and uh, Saints three and four. Colts three and four. Um, 
this is I, I don't know how to read this game. I feel like a stink. Part of me thinks it might be high scoring and part of me thinks it might be like 17 to 10. Uh, both <laughs> both teams throw a bunch. I mean, I think both quarterbacks had over 50 attempts last week. Derek Carr's had over 50 attempts like three straight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think this is like a sneaky high scoring game, kind of like the Browns and Colts were last week. Uh, I, I can't guarantee you that that's going to happen, but I, I think it's possible. Zach Moss did not practice Friday. He's questionable. Uh, Kylan Granson is out. Juju Brent is out. Jimmy Graham questionable. Marcus May and Tyron Matthew are both questionable for the Saints, and Alante Taylor is questionable. Um, I don't. I don't. I really don't know how to feel about this one. The Saints are what one and four in their last five. Uh, the Colts. We still don't really have a read on them yet with Minshew. Uh, I think a ten. I tend to think that they're probably better with Minshew than Richardson. Not like better overall, but just a better chance to win games this particular season with Minshew. But the Saints have a really good defense, and I don't know if the Colts necessarily do. I, I don't know. How, how are you guys reading it on this one, Dylan? It's like, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about the Saints. They're kind of like kind of like a middling team-ish, and they just blew a game, you know, losing in heartbreaking fashion. They're going to be in Indianapolis. Um, I think they're, they're, the Saints' defense is good, you know? Like, it's... They're, they have a good rush defense. They have a good pass defense. But then again, I think so do the Colts. Like, the Colts' defense isn't a push-around defense, I don't think. So, I, I could really I, – I could see Derek Carr struggling. And oh, you could. Yeah, <laughs> I could see Derek Carr struggling really bad in this game. Every and week. I think, would, I think it might surprise people how, how bad he might struggle to the Colts. And the Colts have an explosive offense. Yeah. Right, so they have a lot of, they have a, they can they can get these long scoring plays like Jonathan Taylor's back too, and Zach Moss might miss this game, so it just might be Jonathan Taylor. So that's exciting. I'll take the Colts. Hi, I am also taking the Colts. I am lower than low on the Saints right now. It doesn't matter how good their defense is. Derek Carr cannot help them out whatsoever. He stinks. <laughs> Brent. I mean, the Colts got into a shootout with the Browns last year who have, what, a historically good defense right now. We haven't seen a defense statistically this good in a lot of ways since the 70s, I've heard people say. (laughs) And I don't think the Saints are anywhere near as good uh, defensively as the Browns. And if the Colts were able to put up 28 points on them, I think think the Colts are going to take the win. Derek Carr just doesn't look comfortable he doesn't look acclimated the 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 play calls aren't there the receivers are running the opposite direction from the way that he's throwing it you know they just seem out of sync and i don't think Derek carr's gotten a a feel for the saints offense yet so i'll take the colts Uh, i'm picking the colts as well but uh i i got a raging take a stinker of a take here if if you want it here i i think Derek carr is okay to stream this week what Three straight games, 17 points, 21 points, 18 points. He's thrown 50 attempts the last two weeks. Uh, like I said, it might be a high-scoring game. I think this is a sneaky high-scoring game for both teams. Uh, and also, 
if you look at the waiver wire, a lot of quarterbacks just have really tough matchups this week. So uh, I th- granted, you probably don't need a streamer because nobody's on by. But in the case that you do, I think Derek Carr is OK to stream. I don't love it, but that's just what I think. OK, who did Mac pick? Uh, Mac picked the Saints. He's the only one on the Saints. Ooh, OK. Oh, shit. Which means they're going to win. <laughs> 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 um, moving on. Pats two and five. Dolphins five and two. Jalen Ramsey expected to make his season debut. Uh, Javon Holland is questionable. Raheem Mostert was limited in practice on Thursday. I think we expect him to be a go. Xavier uh, Howard, Cam Smith, and Nick Needham are all questionable. Um I think Cot or it was Dylan that made it sound like this could be a trap game. No, are you picking the Pats? Me? Yeah. I don't know. Um, that is a tricky game, but I I, I just see I, I just see it as like maybe closer than people think. Howard. No, why are you <laughs> gonna call me out like that, dude? <laughs> also, this game's gonna be in Miami. It's gonna be eighty plus degrees. Um, I don't know if the Patriots players are like ready to come in to play a warm weather game at the end of October when maybe they've been dealing with, you know, it being cooler where they're from. I've seen heat exhaustion happen in those kind of games. So, um, no, no, I'm not taking the Patriots. Mm, okay. The way you sounded earlier, I thought you were going to. So, no, I'm saying fantasy football wise, Jalen Waddle doesn't have a good matchup. You're being aggressive towards me. Right now. I like it. <laughs> you sure about that? You sure about that, uh, um, Yeah, I, uh, I don't. I'm, I'm obviously picking the Dolphins. I, 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 I doubt I will pick the Patriots one more time this entire season, no matter if they were playing a high school team. I, I think they kind of suck, but um, just weird, beat- weird shit happens in divisional games. So I, I guess they, they have a the shot. Bills, they though. just beat the. They just beat the Bill. Like I said, weird shit happens in divisional games, but. Um, I tend to think the Dolphins are better than the Bills personally, um, and they're in Miami. I, I, I have I have the Dolphins. Yeah. New England has two wins this year. Two wins. They're two and zero in their division. So interesting. Who hmm. is better than Zach Wilson? It must be said. And he might be better than Josh Allen. Yeah. To be oh determined, God. right? He might be. I don't think he is, but he might be. Kai, what do you got? I'm taking the Dolphins, too. This is very similar to the Commanders and Eagles game. I mean, where the Commanders kind of pushed the Dolphins to a close or pushed the Eagles to a close game like the Patriots did to the Dolphins previously. I expect the Dolphins to punch them in the mouth this time, especially at home. Brent? Oh, Dolphins all day. <laughs> I think that that offense is going to steamroll them, even though the Pats are historically good on defense. But oh, I don't old. think you're slowing that down. I think it, I would hesitate if Mostart is out and then they're what stuck with Sal- Salvin Ahmed and Jeff, Jeff Wilson. Wilson. I don't know how explosive that run game is going to be. They're going to be forced to pass. If Tua ends up making one too many mistakes on the, the interceptions or, or turnovers, you know, I think that game could change quickly. I like Salvin Ahmed. Yeah, me too. Me too. There's nothing wrong with him. Uh, I wouldn't want him to be my season long. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want him to be my season long starter. But I think he could fill in for a week. Uh, Jeff Wilson still remains to be seen. Also, um, Jalen Ramsey is active this week for the Dolphins. Yep. That's a huge boost to the Dolphins. Should be because their defense has been quite stinky. 
uh, especially compared to how good their offense has been. That uh, right. I think if they were to lose in the playoffs, it is going to be because their defense gives up too many touchdowns. So, yep. Um, all right, I think that's it. We're all on the Dolphins. Next up, Jets three and three, Giants two and five. Daniel Jones is out for yeah. this game. The Giants do not expect him to miss the entire season, and they're not putting him on IR. So I think uh, he'll probably be back within the next couple of weeks. But Tyrod Taylor will get his third straight start for New York. Uh, Darren Waller was limited in practice all week. He's going to be a game time decision. Andrew Thomas is doubtful, still dealing with that injury. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is questionable. Randall Cobb is a game time decision. And center Joe Tipman is out. Um, so how do we feel about the battle in New Jersey here? Uh, this is going to be a stinker. I don't want to, I don't want to watch any of this game. I hope, I hope Give this me is the game all all You're picking the Jets, all huh? All day long, dude. Um, boo boo, but the Giants are worse. The Jets defense is going to step up. Uh, yeah, the Jets are going to pummel the Giants. I think pummel the Giants. Hmm. Okay, uh, Dylan, what you got? This is like um, this is a good matchup. Like defensively, like both of these teams have pretty good defenses. Tired of seeing Daniel Jones though, so I really, really, really hope he doesn't play. I hope we don't have to watch Daniel Jones play football anymore. He's two touchdowns this season. I know he's missed some games. Two touchdowns, six interceptions. Total touchdowns? Two passing touchdowns. Okay. Okay. So, How many rushing touchdowns does he have? I don't I guess that's something I would have to fucking look at. Jeez. I can, I can, look, I can look it up. Keep going. I'm looking at it right now. But um, not enough to make me believe that he the Giants are better when he plays. So... This is a tricky one. I hope he doesn't play, but I'm going to go Jets either way. I he think. only has one rushing touchdown. All three of his touchdowns were in the same game. And that's Arizona. why I'm in that. Yep. So, so all, honestly, all three of his touchdowns were in the second half, right? Because they were getting shut out yeah, that game. He's only had touchdowns in the second half of a, <laughs> an, a, a game against <laughs> the Cardinals. So I'm tired of seeing him play. I hope he never plays again. He's awful. To Rod Taylor's better. But I'm still gonna go. That Jets defense is too much. I think. So, so basically, if the Cardinals didn't collapse in that game, Daniel Jones might have zero touchdowns this year. Yeah, and the Giants might be what one in five right now, or yeah, they might be one in six. They're uh, so you're, picking, you're picking the Jets, Dylan? Yeah, I'm going with the Jets, dude. They're obviously the better team, in my opinion, dude. The Jets can at least win games. Ty, what you got? I'm taking the upset here. I'm taking the Giants. All right, tell me um, why. I so I like the way Tyrod Taylor's been playing lately. It's clear he can oh. move the it's clear he can move the offense a lot better than Daniel Jones can. The Giants def- Jets? Yes, the Giants defense has been great this these past few weeks as well. They almost beat Buffalo and then they completely shut down Washington last week. Um yeah, I like the Giants here and also a fun little fact too. This is the first time in the Battle of New York that the two New York teams are coming in here against each other, both coming off of wins since the 70s. Damn. Battle of New York. <laughs> That's how bad they are, let's be honest. Dude, yeah, but... are you just still salty because you just lost to the Jets? No. Yeah, you are. I actually like the Jets. <laughs> yeah, you're still salty. But I'm taking, I'm taking the upset here. 
I, that was such a stinky ass take. It was so stinky that I have to agree with you. I think the Giants are going to win as well. Uh, I agree. Everything you said, honestly, I have the same reasoning. The Giants have been playing better lately. They're better under Tyrod Taylor. doesn't mean that they're a good team. They're definitely not a good team. No, Heavens yeah, yeah. no. no let's, not, let's they, not get ahead of ourselves. They, they look a lot better recently. And I do agree that the Jets are obviously the better team, but I don't think that they're so much better that they're a lock to win anything with Zach Wilson. I do think the Giants defense is playing better recently. Uh, Giants a home game. Just kidding. Uh, it's a home game for everybody, but uh, <laughs> technically a Giants home game. Um, yeah, I like it. I, I'm I'm going Giants as well. I think that they're going to win this game. What about Mac? Mac picked the Jets. Okay. Um, moving on. <laughs> Jags five and two. Steelers four and two. Zay Jones is out for this game again. Uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence was questionable all week. He is a game time decision. I personally expect him to play. Uh, it's been what? 10 days since Thursday night football. So yeah, I think he's going to play. If he played for Thursday on Thursday night football, I think he's going to play this game. And then, uh, Joey Porter jr. Is questionable for Pittsburgh. Mm. Um, on paper, this is like, Oh wow, this is a really good game. But then since we've watched the NFL this year, I don't know if it is as good of a game as the what the records show. Uh, the Jaguars, I think of, underperformed of the five and two team like they're, they're solid they're a winning team but five and two is a pretty good record for them how they've played the Steelers the same exact way four and two is a lot better of a record than what the Steelers have been playing with this this way year. better record I don't know uh, what's going on I think you can honestly good. credit both of those records to just straight up coaching both of them have just really good coaches so I think that they're it's just finding ways to win coach, yeah. and Mike Tomlin is too so yeah. it's like um I guess this is going to be a good old-fashioned coach-off. It's in Heinz Field. I know they don't call it Heinz Field Boring anymore, game. but it's in Heinz Field. Um, how do we feel about this one, Jag Steelers? Uh, let's start with Brendan. You know, I'm a big Jaguars fan, but I think the Steelers' offense has been elevating throughout the season. You know, the first couple of weeks, they look pretty boo-boo. Uh, George Pickens stepped up. He's looking like a WR1. Jalen Warren is the the running back out there. Najee Harris, I think, has been probably one of the biggest disappointments uh, at running back that we've seen this year. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the Jags are too hot. Uh, I got to take the Jags. I think the the offense is really good. The defense steps up when it needs to. Uh, I think the Jaguars have done everything right now to prove that they are the better team, and I, I think that they're safer pick. Is it four straight wins for the Jags? Is yeah. that the winning streak they're on right now? That's a pretty good it running is, streak. Yeah. Uh, Kai, what what do you got? So, I'm also going with Upset City here. I'm taking the Steelers at home. Kai! All right, tell me why, dude. So, the Steelers' offense has elevated since Deontay Johnson's been back in the lineup. I don't know what it is. I think when Deontay Johnson is in this offense, they just play better overall. I feel like Kenny Pickett, you know, gets a little bit more comfortable knowing that he has another option out there with uh, Deontay Johnson. I think this is the week that they're going to start to realize that they have to use Jalen Warren more, and that's going to help them out a lot in this matchup. Uh, Trevor Lawrence could be a little banged up for this game, even though he still might play. Um, I also don't know about the Jaguars passing offense when Zay Jones is out sometimes, too. I don't know why. I feel like he makes their offense better, too, whether or not he does a lot in the game. Yeah, I if I'm wrong, he hasn't been in the game for any of their four wins on this win streak, right? I think he's been in like half of them. I think he's been out the last two. I'll look that up. Keep talking. But yeah, I don't know. I just see something here with the Steelers and, you know, Mike Tomlin is still one of the best coaches in the league. I feel like a home 
stand here against the Jaguars isn't too far out of, out of the realm of possibility. He played in one game, uh, the Bills in week five. Okay. Where he had three catches, 23 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, and then I don't know. It's just like the Jaguars offense. Calvin Ridley is a no-show lately. Christian Kirk is the guy there. I don't know if that's going to work out all year, to be honest, for the Jags. I, I think they're going to find a way to use Ridley eventually. I don't know when that's going to be. I just I, I, he, he had like such a nice week one, and then he's disappeared from that. I just don't see how... They obviously know to use him. He had a nice game in week one. I'd say it seemed like he was going to have a really good year all 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 season long. I imagine he's gonna he's he's too talented to not have more good games this year. I just don't see how that's possible. So I still think Calvin Ridley is going to be good down the stretch. I don't know if it's going to be this week or not, but uh, what ha- you said the Deontay Johnson point. What happens when Deontay Johnson gets injured five minutes into the game? Uh, then yeah, then throw it out the window. Okay. <laughs> Because you know that's going to happen because he gets injured literally every single time he steps on the football field. Uh, I like Deontay Johnson, but it's like, oh, my goodness. He has, like, the worst luck of all time. Well, if he stays healthy, I like the Steelers' offense in this game. He's supposedly playing this week. So he's he's still nursing that injury, but he's supposedly playing, he said. He looked good uh, last Dylan, week, too. He did. He did. Dylan, what you got? Um, I think that the Jaguars' uh, defense, I think, pretty much mats up, matches up pretty well with – um. With that Steelers offense, I mean, their rush defense is really good, so I do believe Jacksonville is going to take their run game completely away and make Kenny Pickett beat them, which I do not see happening. So we'll go ahead and call this a Jacksonville Jaguars win in Pittsburgh. Mac is on the Jaguars as well. So, Kai, you're the only Steelers guy here. So do with that what you will. Um, Next up, Texans 3-3, Panthers 0-6. P.U. This This game's uh bobby trees is out brevin jordan is out sheldon rankins is out von bell is out lavishka chenault is out and brian burns and frankie louvu are both questionable i think brian and, burns just popped up on the injury report yesterday which is not a good sign and th- yeah. this is the first time in nfl history that many players have just willingly sat out because they don't want to play because it's going to be so <laughs> they just don't want to yeah <laughs> yeah by choice um, nobody's actually injured it's just no these guys are very healthy right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. they just don't they just have zero interest <laughs> zero um interest. uh Fuck, I, don't, I mean, this is, I guess, C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young, part one, right? Uh, <laughs> the uh, possible storied rivalry as we as we uh, go throughout the uh, their careers. I assume we, we're all on the Texans, but tell me why, Dylan. Um, I just, I don't see the Panthers as a good team. I've said that all along. I hope they're not a good team. I hope they have the number one overall pick. I hope they keep losing. Because Chicago yep. owns their pick. So that's just what I'm saying. Um, but the Texans passing game, their offense is it's really good. It's rhythmic offense, and they score a lot of points. And that's how they beat teams, which is crazy, is they're scoring a lot of points. And C.J. Stroud is, looks like the best rookie quarterback we've seen quite some time, just starting out, you know. It's like he's been doing better than Trevor Lawrence was doing. He was doing better than, you know, all these guys. Mac Jones. Justin Fields, etc. All these Joe guys. Burrow. Well, no, Joe Burrow did really well, but Burrow did well. But I'm saying, like, to start out their careers, C.J. Stroud looks better than Joe Burrow did. I'll say that. Yeah. So That's what I'm saying. I think that I, I hope C.J. Stroud keeps it rolling. Let's look up the stats. I'm just saying. I I think C.J. Stroud looks. If if not better, equal to what Joe Joe Burrow was putting together in his rookie year. So. 
that's a really good sign for the Texans. This is a game they're supposed to win. I think they will. I'm going to go Texans for sure. I'm going to say this. I'm going Texans as well. I wouldn't be sh- Panthers are not going winless this year. I would not be shocked if they stole this win at home. I'm not picking them, though. I'm going to pick the Texans. I just don't I just don't think that this would be shocking if they won. Kai? I'm taking the Texans, too. Um, I also am going to predict that this is going to be the week that the Texans run game comes alive, too, with uh, Damian Pearson, Devin Singletary. Great matchup. Yeah, this is a juicy matchup for them, especially if Brian Burns and Frankie Louvu sit out this game for the Panthers. They are great linebackers for that defense. And even then, the Panthers' defense in the run game has been very bad the last few weeks. So this is a great game for the Texans' run game. I could see Brian Burns being a guy that's traded soon, too. So I don't know if he will play this game. He might be traded right afterwards. A lot of players will do that, like... If he knows he's about to get traded or the team knows they're about to trade him, they won't play this guy. So you never know about that. Yeah. Who do you got, Brennan? Brennan. What you got, Brennan? Yeah, so I think we got to take a moment to acknowledge how special this game is. Uh, I heard somewhere that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud actually played ball together back in elementary school. Ooh. And the fact that they came up together and they were the first and the second pick in the draft, I mean, that's that's – what the NFL is all about, you know, like that is the American dream. You played ball with your best friend and now all of a sudden you're facing off against him in week eight, you know, it's, that's what dreams are made of. And I think it's just, we got to respect the fact that those boys put in the work to get those picks. And even though the Panthers are zero and six, they're going to figure it out, but I'm taking the Texans. Okay. We're all on the Texans. Mac picked the Texans as well. Uh, that was a good story. It was, I, I had never heard that before. Um, Browns four and two, Seahawks four and two in Seattle. Mm. Jerome Ford is questionable. He is a game time decision. I expect him not to play. I think he'll play next week. I don't think he'll play this week. I think they just leave him out. Um, Kareem Hunt was on the injury report all week too, but it seems like he's going to play. Uh, they also still have Pierre Strong too, who isn't going to blow your socks off, but uh, he's fine. Uh, Deshaun Watson is out. PJ Walker will get a start. Jamal Adams is questionable for the Seahawks. Tyler Lockett was a full participant in practice on Friday. Remains questionable. If he was a full participant on Friday, I think he'll probably go, but you never know. Uh, Kenneth Walker did not practice on Thursday. He is no injury designation, though. He will probably play. I imagine he's going to play. So, um, honestly, this even without, I mean, honestly, the Browns are better without Watson, so I shouldn't even say even without Watson, but even without Watson and, and probably without Ford, this is honestly a pretty solid game. Yeah. Um it's it's not like a fucking Super Bowl matchup or anything like that, but two four and two teams. Nice. This has this has the potential to be an entertaining game. Uh so mm-hmm. how do we how do we see this playing out, Dylan? This is probably the one of the games that I'm most excited to watch this week. Just cuz it's 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 really interesting to me like how the how the Browns are they keep winning. Like all these teams in this division keep they just keep winning. Like the Browns and the Steelers and Um, I think it'll be a really strong defensive game. You know, I don't know if I believe necessarily that Geno Smith can beat the Browns defense. Um, so I don't know if this is an upset pick or not. I don't know who's the favorite in this game. But I'm going to go Seattle probably barely. It's probably like a like a point and a half Seattle, if I had to guess. I just I just have a feeling that uh, the Browns are going to come in and upset this the Seahawks. Okay. 
Kai, what you got? I am also taking the upset. Yeah. I, this is my third upset this week. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns. Really? Lo- yeah. It's just oh, like, sorry. Keep yeah, going, no, I, I was just going to say, yeah. Uh, Seahawks offense still, to me, good offense, but it's very inconsistent at times. And this is probably going to be the best defense that they've played so far this season. Yeah, I kind of smell an upset in the water here. We got Dylan in 1989 over there. <laughs> I know. I'm dying over here. Give me a second. <laughs> uh, Brendan, what you got? I honestly think this is the the hardest pick of the week for me. Uh, both teams are pretty damn good. They're both sitting at four and two. If I if I had to make the pick, I would say I would trust the Seahawks uh, offense to finish out that game. I mean, they went toe to toe with the Lions, who have top five offense and a top ten defense, and they they beat them in overtime, giving them you know only a couple of the Lions' losses they've got this year. So. Honestly, I'm taking the Seahawks. I trust their offense a lot more uh, to get the job done. New segment alert. We got Kai's safest game of the week, and we got Brendan's hardest game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, you you said Browns, right, Dylan? Yeah. Uh, I'm picking the Seahawks with Brendan. Uh, I just I think it's close. Uh, I think it's going to be a really close game, honestly. I agree with Brendan. This one's a hard one to pick. Uh, I could definitely see the Browns winning, but I just Seattle's at home. I, I think that's just the tiebreaker for me in my mind. I think Seattle will win it in Seattle. What did Mac um, pick? Mac picked the Browns. Okay. So Mac, Kai, Dylan are all on the Browns. Me and Brendan are on the Seahawks. <laughs> B-gang. B-gang. Uh, <laughs> next up, Chiefs 6-1, and one, Broncos 2-5. and five. Justin Ross Broncos. is out after Broncos, being placed please. on the commissioner stop, exempt stop. list. Following his recent arrest, Nick Bolton is out, expected to miss two months. That's a huge loss for Kansas oh, City. absolutely. Ouch. No major injuries to report for the Broncos. Uh, so Brendan's picking the Broncos. Writing that down. You can't change it. Uh, just kidding. A <laughs> uh, couple of stats here. First off, this is probably going to be a snow game in Denver. Uh, I saw the weather report earlier. There's a there's like a uh, there's a decent chance for snow in this game. Uh, mm. If there's no snow, it's at least going to be very fucking cold. Uh, and also the the Broncos have not beaten the Chiefs since like 2015. I think I think it's like 16 straight losses to to the Chiefs. Uh, so like predating even Mahomes. So um, I'm going to say this. I do not think the Broncos win this game. <laughs> I think I think, I, the, I think Mahomes is going to ball out in the snow and I think they're going to win. Yeah. For sure, and the Chiefs don't really have a lot of injuries either. I'm fully healthy. I mean, they got Nick Bolt, yeah. Nick Bolton. That that, yeah, that is a big loss. It's not so big that they can't beat the Broncos, obviously, but that might hurt them going down the line. I think two months. Uh, yeah. fr- um, uh, Chris Jones gets a lot of uh, a lot of hype, which deservedly so. I personally think Nick Bolton is their best defensive player, personally. He is pretty good, but yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't see the. I don't see even if the Broncos make it competitive, I don't see them actually beating the Chiefs. So I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and say the Chiefs are going to win this game. Okay. okay, and they're used to cold weather, so it doesn't really sure. affect them either. So. Yeah, so it has to be the Chiefs. Is Taylor Swift in attendance? Does it does it matter this time? Yes, it it does matter. Not this time. <laughs> she's too pretty to be in the snow, dude. She ain't coming. But she's a snow bunny, though. Ooh. Ooh, hot take. <laughs> um, yeah, you know so Chief, Chiefs all the way. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going. This is going to be a. Uh, this is going to be an upset. Oh, it's no. going to be one of those. <laughs> this is going to be the the week eight where people have been waiting to pick the Chiefs for their survivor pool, 
and like 60% of people are going to lose in their survivor pool when, when the Broncos take home the dub against KC. Kind of like it. sticking wow. with it. Okay. Holy trap, <laughs> trap game, dude. This is the, the biggest trap game of all time, potentially, then, <laughs> on a 16-game lose streak. Yeah. Um, hit the gobble. Hit the gobble. Do you have anything to add, Kai? <laughs> is this the... No, it's not the safest game of the week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Run out of games here, Kai. Run uh, out of games. I, no, I know here. which one you're doing. I know right which here. one you're doing, you jackass. You I know jack. which one you're doing. But, uh, yeah, yeah no, I, I, especially after what Brennan just said, I mean, I could see this being a game where a lot of survivor pools get blown out. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not touching it. There's no way in hell the Broncos beat the Chiefs. I, said, I, I don't, I said I don't that, see it. I said that last week. Safest game of the week? I said that last week with the Bills against the Patriots, and guess what? I got punched in the mouth. I'm not doing that again. Okay. Okay. Was that fine. your safest game of the week last last week, Commissioner? Yeah, it was. Yeah. His first loss of his career. <laughs> T- took him three games. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. I told him I was like, if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a segment called the safest game of the week, we, we gotta at least win like five or six before the first loss. It's a horrible look, Kai. So well, hope you I'm, know what you're doing this I, week. I'm gonna redeem myself this week. I sure fucking hope so, dude. You're you're making us all look bad. But yeah, um, despite everything, I'm still picking the Chiefs to win. Okay. So we got four of us on the Chiefs. Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> Ravens five and two, Cardinals one and six. Kyler Murray is listed as out for this game. I expect this to be his last game missed. I think he'll probably be back next week. The Ravens have com- are coming off that humongous blowout loss against the Lions, and they get a nice juicy matchup right afterwards for dessert. Um, I'm I I don't think I'm going out on a limb here. I I will pick the Ravens <laughs> to beat Arizona and jo- probably what would be Josh Dobbs's last start. Safest game of the week. Okay, I was thinking you were going to pick the Raiders. Uh, I was like, well, oh, this motherfucker. I, I thought you were going to go Raven- Raiders. So, okay, this is a good one. Safest game of the week. Ravens win by 24. Damn. <laughs> Safest game of the week for Kai. There you go. Lock it in. Uh, I'm going to put a little I'm gonna put a little star next to this one just so I don't forget this week. Because I forgot last week. I couldn't remember if it was Bills or not. Yeah, I'm just going to um, roll. I'm rolling with the momentum here. After what we saw last week from the Ravens, I, if this is going to be a thing going forward, this offense is going to be unstoppable. And the Cardinals just do not have the juice to win this game. All right, Brendan, what you got? I'm going to go with exactly what Kai said. Um, I'm right there with you. I don't. I don't think it's gonna go good for either team but i think they're gonna squeak by the win i think both lamar and gus edwards are both gonna have good games i think that they're gonna run all over the cardinals dylan yeah i'm definitely gonna go with the ravens here and i don't know if it'll be i don't know if it'll be in blowout fashion because the cardinals seem to just play kind of up to their competition's level although they don't win right. these games right but they're still in these games but they're they're, they're taking I mean, hits they've been taking hits continuously they just lost zach hurts ir yeah still no james connor yeah it's just like i they're losing their juice very slowly it's not gonna i don't think it'll be a blowout but i do i don't expect the ravens offense to keep rolling necessarily like like they did against detroit because I don't know. I've seen. I just every team has a good game. I'm not buying the fact that they're going to keep steamrolling teams. Um, 
Because that's not the team that we've seen all year, the team that comes out and just beats the Lions. The Lions are a great team this year. Like, they're a top team. They're beating, they're really, you know, up here. So I think it is fluky that they that they blew out the Lions. Um, but I'm still taking them to win this game. Okay. Uh, and then I assume Mac has the Ravens. He does. So we're all on the Ravens. Uh, next up. Bengals three and three, Niners five and two. Brock Purdy in concussion protocol. Uh, it seems like they're going to take it. What, from what Shanahan said earlier, it seems like they're taking him out of protocol today, and he will start tomorrow. So I, I don't think it's set in stone, but it seems like that's where we're headed. Uh, if he does not play somehow, Sam Darnold will get the start for the Niners. Uh, Debo is out. Trent Williams is questionable. I, I, I think he'll probably miss again, but I don't. I don't know that for certain. Uh, CMC is going to play, even though he's still nursing that oblique. So. Um, this honestly, I, I would say this would look like a much better matchup at the start of the season. It still is probably either number one or number two best matchups of the week, but it's probably lost a little bit of its shine first off because the Niners are on a two game losing streak. And then the Bengals have been hit or miss all year as well, but the Bengals have been playing better. They're coming off a bye week. The Niners are still the Niners, even though they've had two duds in a row. How do we feel this? Uh, how are we going to feel about this going? Uh, Brendan, you go. Yeah, I'm taking the 49ers. Uh, I think they, they're the safer bet. Like you said, the Bengals have been off and on. And if they're not at the peak, the top of their game against the 49ers, I don't think that they are really going to stand a chance. 49ers are better all over the place, except maybe at quarterback. Uh, but with Debo Samuel being out, you know, that could be huge. Let's see what Burrow and Chase do. And it's, it's a hard call, but I, I think we're probably sitting at San Fran 28, Bengals 24. What you got, Kai? Yeah, this is a tough one for me, honestly, because you know you never know which version of the Bengals you're going to get week in, week out. And like Brendan mentioned, the Debo Samuel injury is something to monitor. Whatever people may or may not think about him, um, they've they've lose they've been losing with Debo Samuel out of this lineup. I don't know if he just adds that extra element to their offense, that extra weapon. Um, but either way, though, still. I don't expect the Niners to be on a three-game losing streak, especially at home. So I kind of see this as a get-correct game for them. So I'm going to roll with the Niners here. Dylan? Um, the Bengals just have an absolutely god-awful run defense. So there's really no reason for the Niners to lose this game um, when probably all they have to do is just pound the rock with CMC and whoever's healthy. You know, I believe it's going to be a heavy run game for the Niners. Um, just so they can secure a win. That's how you, when you're sliding like this, you control, you get back to controlling the clock, fuck going on sustained drives, punching it in, stopping it on defense and doing the exact same thing. And you burn the game away and you get out of there with a win. I think that's exactly what San Francisco is going to do this week. Um, it's good. It looks like a good matchup, but this is, this game will be, this game will probably be just like a defensive struggle. You know what I mean? Like, it, this is not going to be a lot of scoring, I don't think. Let me throw this out there. Are the Bengals... Is the, I honestly don't know. Is the Bengals' run D worse than the Vikings' run D? Because the Vikings' run D has not been that impressive this year, and CMC did not have a very good game last week. I think NFL-wise, he had two touchdowns, which is really good, obviously, but I think he had three yards per carry last week. He was also coming off an injury, though, too. So. I mean, he still is. Yeah. I'm per- I'm picking the Bengals. I think Ooh. I think it's gonna be upset. Um, I think the Bengals are somewhat back. I don't think they're all the way back, but I think they're somewhat back. They've had a whole bye week to get ready for the 49ers. 
Brock Purdy did not look good last week. I don't expect him to look bad again this week. I think he'll have a nice game. But with that being said, the Niners just did not look like themselves the last two weeks. And I think that might carry over against a pretty solid team. And like Dylan said, the Bengals might not have a very good run deep, but they have a pretty good pass rush. And if Trent Williams does not play, that is going to hurt. And Sam Hubbard and Hendrickson are going to be all over Purdy. So uh, I, I I wouldn't bet money on it, but I'm uh, I'm going to pick the Bengals. Okay. So the, the Vikings, it just seems like their rush defense isn't bad, but people just choose to run on them as much as they can. So their stats are inflated because like they are not. The scouting report tells you that they're bad, so yeah. <laughs> so the game plan should be run the ball against them, right? I mean, like. They're allowing 3.6 yards per attempt, but 105 yards per game. Mm. Now, that just seems like they're be like the teams are just being like, we're going to fucking run on the Vikings no matter what. Mm-hmm. Okay. Six touchdowns allowed, 200 rushing. Yeah, like 200 attempts for 739 yards their opponents have. So it's, it's kind of like a, it's a misleading stat in a way that if you choose to run on the Vikings, you can run on them. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, potential Super Bowl matchup potentially could be. Yeah, it would, honestly, it, would, it could be. Yeah, I mean, I will. I want to see San Francisco in the Super Bowl, anyways. But I, I think the Bengals have to step it up a lot to get to the point where they're representing the AFC. I shudder to say this because I obviously hate them, but I'd rather see the Eagles than the Forty ers I like the Forty ers more. I just think the Eagles are more entertaining. Fair enough. What, uh, uh, who did Mac pick, by the way? Mac picked the 49ers. Okay. So I'm the only one on the Bengals. Wow. Um, I don't feel great about it. I'm just going. I'm just going my gut. Uh, Bears two and five. Chargers two and four. Josh Palmer limited in practice all week. He is a game time decision for Sunday Night Football. Gerald Everett was a full participant in practice on Friday. He is questionable. Justin Fields is out. Tyler Badgett will it, Tyson Badgett. I'm sorry. Is it Badgett or Bajent? I've heard both. It's Bajent. It's but it's. I've yeah. heard both pronunciations. I'm gonna keep calling him T-Bag. But, <laughs> T-Bag uh, T-Bag yeah, is so, really good. Actually, <laughs> safeties Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson are both questionable. Are they gonna play? Oh man, I don't know. I I think Eddie Jackson probably has a better chance, but I don't. I don't think it matters regardless. Okay. Okay. They're both. Uh, I mean, they, this, possibly both are out. You know what I mean. Both these teams are dog shit. Uh, the Chargers are obviously more talented, but they're really bad too. They're, they're. I mean, matchup of two of the I would say bottom five coaches in the league: Eberflus and Staley. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this is a very stinky Sunday night football matchup. I uh, this is this is not going to be one that I'm paying all that close attention to. I don't. Think. Oh, I will. Don't worry, I'll fill you. Oh yeah, you will absolutely. But I don't know if I'm going to. Um, Breaking news, David Montgomery out for Monday Night Football. I think we kind of expected that. Okay. Um, so how do we feel about this? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say the Chargers. Max of the Chargers as well. As much as, you know, like, I want to see the Bears win and all that, I I don't think they will. This seems like a game where the Chargers offense is really going to get right on us. You know what I mean? Keenan Allen, I could see him routing us up. Justin Herbert. Yeah. I don't see if I don't see a world where Justin Hurt really Herbert really struggles to move the ball on us. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go Chargers. Go Chargers, go. Go Chargers, go. So I'm gonna take the Chargers in this one too. Yeah, I see this being a huge offensive renaissance game here for the Chargers offense. Um, 
And if the Chargers lose this game, then they might be in some real trouble this year. Aren't they in trouble every year? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but they just like they just have such a good team. Like when you see two and four, you're like, really? I don't know. They need they need a coaching switch badly. Oh, absolutely. Staley needs to go. What you got, Brendan? You know, uh, it would change my opinion if Justin Fields was starting because uh, it looked like him and DJ Moore were starting to get a, a huge connection going. You know, that Thursday night football a few weeks ago where DJ Moore had like three touchdowns and a ridiculous amount of yards. If if they had that combo going on, I would be more hesitant to choose the Chargers. But at the end of the day, the Chargers are an overall superior team. And I don't think their 2-4 record reflects how good they are, but same old Chargers. It's the exact same story every single year. All right, so we're all on the Chargers. So let's move on to Monday Night Football. Raiders three and four. Lions four. Lions five and two. I'm sorry. David Montgomery, uh, as I just said, is out for this game. Daniel Carlson uh, did not practice, and his status is currently up in the air, according to the team. So I have no fucking idea what they'll do for a kicker if he does not play. I assume they'll either use AJ Cole or they just will not kick field goals, which. Josh McDaniels without the ability to kick a field goal. I think the earth might fucking combust. <laughs> um, Jimmy G remains questionable. He is expected to play. Uh, he will probably start with the back injury. Uh, Marcus Peters, Nate Hobbs, and Jacory and Bennett are all questionable. I think Nate Hobbs is going to play. I think I remember reading that. I'm not 100% sure, and I'm not, I'm not sure about the other two. Uh, Max Crosby is questionable every week. He's going to play. Uh, we, I, I would bet, I'd bet the house on Max Crosby playing. Um, it's become a bit. It really has become a bit, and I respect it. Uh, I, I, I guess it's. I don't know if it's to make him look more tough. <laughs> but Max, you don't need help with that. We believe you. We believe you're very tough. Um, so yeah, I, I fully expect Crosby to play, and uh, so much so as he's one of my IDP guys in our dynasty league, and I don't have a replacement for him on Monday night, and I'm leaving him in. I'm leaving him in. So hopefully he plays. If not, I'm just gonna have zero points on my IDP. Not that it matters. My team is dog shit. So um, I, I'm I'm going to pick the Lions, and Mac picks the Lions as well. Yeah, I'm also gonna pick the Lions. Home field advantage. Uh, Raiders have been looking kind of shaky. I did not expect them to lose against the Bears last week. Yeah, so, yeah, Lions for sure. I expect them to bounce back pretty hard after getting shellacked last week. If the segment was called Brian's safest game of the week and not Kai's safest game of the week, this would be the safest game of the week. I think the Lions are going to fucking slaughter the Raiders at home, uh, coming off an embarrassment against the Ravens last week. In prime time, I think Dan Campbell is going to be Dan Campbelling all over the fucking place, firing on full cylinders. Uh, I, I expect the Lions to completely destroy the Raiders. Uh, so Dylan, do, what so you got? I. Yeah. So do I, really. Um, the Lions, like I said, it was fluky that they got blown up by the Ravens. I believe, like that's not that's not the game they play or the how their games usually come out. Even last year, they didn't really. Even the second half of last year, they weren't getting stomped, and that's the first time they've been stomped in recent memory. So, um, I look for them to have a bounce back game, um, especially I think. Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff has to go win this game because Monty is out. So let's see how this offense kind of rolls with this that. Is, but this is a great game for Jameer Gibbs too. I think we keep saying that, but it's not happening. It happened last week. It happened last week. Who cares? 
Dylan is so like dead set on hating Jameer Gibbs for some reason. I have no idea. Because why. He, he stealing your girlfriend him for Austin? No, he traded him for Austin Eckler this year yeah. in our dynasty. <laughs> yeah, oh, so that's why. Huh? That's why. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got to be on to find out. I'm just saying, Jameer Gibbs is it's a Jameer Gibbs game. Yeah, but if Monty's healthy, he's not. You've seen his role, so doesn't matter. The Raiders' defense has been better the last month too than it was at the start of the season. So I don't know, but I I I expect Gibbs to have a good game, personally. The Raiders um, are the most fraudulent three-win team in the NFL right now. I'm just putting it out there. They look like a boo-boo. Yeah. And the defense has been better than these last years, but they're still what a top twenty-five defense. It's not top thirty-two like we've seen in recent years. <laughs> Jimmy G ain't it. Brian Hoyer ain't it. I want to see more out of Adam uh, McConnell. I would love to see him get some some reps, get him foot in the water. You never know; they could have a gym in him, and they're not giving him those opportunities that I think they should. It's kind of yeah. like uh, Kenny Pickett last year with Mitchell Trubisky. He should have been starting from day one. I think Kenny Pickett would have gotten a lot more development out of it rather than trying to run the Bisky train. But uh, I think we got to get O'Connell in there. <laughs> Max Crosby always shows up, uh, but I'm taking the Lions 100%. And that team is just way too hot, and they're going to smash the Raiders. Fire Josh McDaniels. So Fire him. Uh, as somebody who owns Raiders uh, in fantasy, I want Jimmy G to keep playing because uh, he funnels it to Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers pretty well. Uh, I think yeah. better than Aiden O'Connell. Even though Aiden, uh, Aiden O'Connell did okay against the Chargers. Um, with that being said, let me play devil's advocate. I, I don't think playing a young quarterback with Josh McDaniels for a whole entire season is the smartest way to go. I think that man has a way of ruining football players that aren't named Tom Brady, which is all of them. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I, I don't, I, I do agree in a normal situation that would be the right way to go, but I don't think letting that guy poison a young quarterback's mind is, is the best Fair. option either. So I, I like honestly, I honestly think that they should just keep playing Jimmy G until you figure out when to fire Josh McDaniels, which everybody but Mark Davis has figured that that should have been uh, last October. So, um, uh, shout out Mark Davis. <laughs> um, uh, that's all I got to say about that. Is there any last words about Monday Night Football? I think we're all on the Lions then, right? Yeah. Yeah, look out for Amon Ra, dude. He's going to be oh, yeah. 30, 30 points this week. Oh, I can't, I can't pop wait. Off. He's gonna, I can't he's wait. Absolutely slaughter Marcus Peters, yeah, for sure. Oh, and, and one more thing I'd like to notice. Will we see an emergence of Jamison Williams with Marvin Jones retiring? Will he actually start oh, to get absolutely. some? Uh, you would think so. Marvin yeah. Jones retires? Did I uh, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's stepping away from, away football. from football. Oh, to yeah, do to deal with a personal family matter, uh, and the Lions uh, granted his release. Well, he yep. is the oldest receiver in the league, so not anymore. Now I think it's Adam Thielen. I know Adam Thielen's the oldest receiver in the league. He's only thirty three, <laughs> and he's That's a crazy. top and he's a top ten fantasy wide receiver. Dude, he and is. He looks he's, great. He's the only person I trust on that Carolina offense. That's for damn for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right. I think that's it. So as always, uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, threads, TikTok at raging takes, raging takes at gmail.com. If you'd Uh, like to email us, I want to say something. I also, I also made a Facebook recently for raging takes too. Oh, that's right. So yeah, you add us on Facebook too. If you're still in that hell hole, um, uh, (laughs) raging takes at gmail.com. If you want to email us, 
I'm Mantana Sauce on Twitter. Dylan is at such a wise fool. Kai is at RTP Kai. Mac is at its Mac bra. Brendan, do you have a Twitter? Yeah, it's actually underscore B Swan. B Swan. And then plug your Instagram too if uh, people are interested in buying homes from you. Yeah, it's it's my name, Brendan Swanson underscore. Holler at me. Let's All right, cool. Uh, Brendan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having uh, me, guys. It was a blast. It was, it was lovely to have you on. This was a really fun pod. And uh, hopefully you can join us again sometime soon. So uh, for everybody here, uh, we will see you on Wednesday for the week eight review. Everybody have good luck in your fantasy matchups this week. Thank Thank you, guys. I need it.